0: Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at Babbel.com slash BlueWire. That's 60% off at Babbel.com slash BlueWire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash BlueWire. Rules and restrictions apply. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast.
1: And say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something that you're supposed to do? To be frank. And now, here are your hosts, Chase
2: Palm and Broadcast School has really
0: paid off. And Neil McCrady. I deserve to be on TV.
3: Welcome in Wednesday edition, of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Palm, Neil McCrady, Clark Ford Studio here with you this morning. OMS falls in the Governor's Cup, down in Pearl, two to one last night. Rebels pitched it. Very, very well. Actually, one of the best better pitch games of the year. Offense did absolutely nothing, and Mississippi State scored an unearned run in the sixth inning for the uh the decider there. It's almost uh, like that one.
2: It's almost like they did what teams that aren't having good seasons do. They can't put it together. And frankly, at this point they press and do
3: different things. You know, the fan that goes, hey. They don't care. No, no, that's not true. If anything, they you get very frustrated much. and care too much and then you get bogged down and you can't quite I mean, it's a it's a bit of a bit of a prophecy there. So uh we'll talk about that. We'll talk about uh Colorado basically replacing its entire roster in one year. Does that relate to Ole Miss missing any ways? How do you uh localize that story? Got some uh, other stuff going on as well here today. Neil's got something on his mind. I'll let him talk in a second. So uh all that and uh, much more on the podcast. Podcast brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Remember your donuts down in Clinton. If you're in the Jackson Metro area, head to the Blue Sky in Clinton. A lot of options. Homemade every single morning. Pick up some donuts. If you're in Oxford, let them take care of lunch. Five sixty nine dollars for a couple sides. Bread, any size fountain drink, and more. The lunch menu changes every day. Or maybe dinner tonight. Ribs, wet or dry. Call ahead. Wrap them up. Ready to go for you with the oxford exxon and the blue sky location again coming to you from the clark ford studio
2: we are clark ford's in amory mississippi 662-257-1900 is the number call it ask for our buddy Corey clark tell Corey what uh ford product almost said food product my brain man scattered today i'm sorry uh ford product you're looking for he'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours it's right to the bottom line there's no hassle there's no haggle you uh, get your quote, the rest completely up to you. You can shop it around or do what I've done, what I recommend that you do. And that's uh, hop to a Clark Ford today. Great service, great product. Corey and the people at Clark Ford want to be your car guy. They want to be your truck guy. They'll prove to you what it means. 662-257-1900. Guests will join um, on the myperfectfranchise.net hotline. If you're a displaced corporate executive, maybe you're wanting to put your career in your own hands. Maybe you're an experienced entrepreneur just wanting to diversify. Either way, uh, Andy Ludicky can help. He owns multiple franchises and businesses and uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy. Put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free. So what do you have to lose? Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net. Contact Andy anytime at at net, or call 404-973-9901. Gotta ask him the thing. Is donuts one of the more
3: underrated, I mean, overrated foods? I yes, I like donuts. Now, when you're done with them, you never are kind of glad you had it because it's unhealthy and it doesn't fill you up. So it's a very much just in the moment it's thing. B- it's basically just sugar. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Depends on what you mean. Are donuts are donuts really highly rated though? Like, are we got oh my god? I, I mean, mean. They're, oh,
2: there are people that swear by donuts. You have stores. That, I mean, I like
3: donuts. I, I mean, don't get me
2: wrong. I love a donut. I mean, listen. I, apparently, I have made an impact in Clinton with uh, with the soccer team. Yeah, uh, Coach Wade posted on Twitter that he's had to talk to his team about nutrition and maybe where they get their nutrition advice. And I disagree with them completely. I think you should continue to listen to the Oxford Exxon podcast, fellas. <laughs> Dozen donuts and a two liter bottle of Coke every day.
3: I mean, they are more of a dessert than a breakfast food. That's part of the the marketing genius of them. It's not like Pop-Tarts is going, hey, grab them on the way out for your breakfast that morning. Mm-hmm. If you eat a donut at night or it is a dessert, like, you know, it's a dessert and you are like, you've tricked yourself into going, oh, wow, what you eat for breakfast? Well, I had a bowl of cereal and a donut. Well, hold on a minute. I got, yeah. got I, I got questions. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah more than questions. So that's the thing. It's the it, it's the outside of where they're so much better with por- portion control like in France. Our abundance of pastries and sweets as breakfast is where the marketing industry has succeeded that makes oh, it overrated.
2: That's a good point. Is that fair? Yeah, cuz there's the craft donut. Like that is really really good, yeah, right? Sure. And I mean Listen, the blue sky donut is is kick ass. Don't get it. No, go go get it. Yeah,
3: yeah. And when it in in the morning it's homemade, it's fresh.
2: Fresh. It's it's just, I don't know. It's overrated. It's not overrated. It's just maybe rated in the wrong category. Because like I'm about to break the entire stream, including you
3: potentially throwing your coffee at me. Like to me, the most overrated product product is peanut butter. Whew. God,
2: that hurts. Um,
3: when you need, when, when you go, hey, what do you like about peanut butter? Oh, I love a peanut butter and jelly. When you have to add something
2: to it. Well, that, f- that, for, so for me, the, the the problem with peanut butter is that it Because we like a Reese's because it has chocolate with it. Well, I've tried to, back in my fat days, tell me it's it's a great source of protein. When in reality, it's, it's not, not no, a great source not. of protein. and And it's not allowed to be in our house anymore. Because you eat it. Well, it's a weakness. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And so just don't bring it in the house. And so my my wife has been I'm not one to give my wife a lot of orders. I don't think that's the best way to build a marriage. But uh I have that is one of my very few edicts that I've passed down. Carson's allergic to peanuts anyway, so he can't eat oh, them. Oh, really? I didn't know that. And okay. And so uh I just said no peanut butter's allowed. And I don't think it's a huge deal. But it it hasn't been in our house in more than a year. Okay. So that's good. But look, as much as I love peanut butter, I can't argue with you that it has no redeeming value.
3: Well, no, just in, I, I <clears throat> yes, yeah, so a French breakfast is a pastry and coffee, but they are much better with portion control than we are. They ha, they eat very decadent food yeah. in small quantities. Yes.
2: And frankly, they move more than we do. Well, I was do. getting ready to say that. Yeah. We have a sedentary society. Yeah. No, I, I get it. I mean, I'm I, I understand you, where you're coming from, Trent. I, I, I could. My problem with peanut butter is that it's. Because you love it like melted over a sundae and stuff. Like, that's your. I love it like over damn near everything. Okay. Like, Will Levis puts a spoon of mayonnaise in his coffee. I have. Often thought about no, I, yeah, what would happen it, if it, I, I again, put a spoonful. I
3: like peanut
2: butter. People misconstrue some of these things when I they go,
3: "Oh God, you hate it." No, no, no. I said it was overrated. There's a difference. I don't mind peanut butter. No, I mean, I, no, I like crunchy peanut butter rather than creamy. But okay, it's fine. I, I do too. It's that's
2: neither here nor there. But I love creamy too. That's part of my problem is that I love the natural peanut butter to the point. But then you look at the caloric intake on that. Like, what are we doing? This is stupid. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. Well, <sighs> Would you like some peanut butter? No, not really. You're not in the mood. You know, it's funny. I've, I've I've gotten away from it for so long that I don't crave. Yeah. It.
3: Why don't you eat PB 2
2: Just make some PB too. Is that the uh, the, the powder? powder?
3: Yeah. yeah,
2: we've got some of that somewhere.
3: Maybe mix it, stir it. It actually is not bad. It okay. it, it can it, it will it's good enough to kill your craving. Oh, and it's literally
2: no calories. It's just protein. There. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Because I put it in smoothies. But yes, you can make a slow peanut butter out of it. Oh okay. Just
2: mix it, stir it up. It's fine. Yeah. We've I've done it before. So I had a day yesterday. Okay. Um this kind of started on Sunday. It's good for old Miss people, this you're gonna get triggered at the beginning of this, so I apologize. Uh although at this point you're probably not triggered. You've probably accepted it. Carson and I were sitting right here. He, Carson was sitting in the chair you're sitting in right now, and I was sitting right here. He wasn't talking into a mic. We were watching We were studying for history. He had a big uh, AP U.S. history exam on Monday. And we'd been studying for days. And uh, we were kind of just going over his essay answers. And he was taking a break. And so we turned on Warriors-Kings on that TV. And we had Ole Miss-LSU on this TV. And Ole Miss had taken the lead. And I just said to him, Man, I'm kind of glad Ole Miss is going to win this game. And he goes, why? And I he was curious. And I said, because I'm really concerned about what we're going to talk about for months. I said, you know, people go football, football, football. I said, but they don't play till September. And they don't practice till August. And that's a long time. And Ole Miss gets the first out in the ninth. And they get the second out in the ninth. And we're actually starting to turn the page back to history, like talking about the nuances of his essay question, there's a little thing that you can add in there that gives you extra points, et cetera. Okay. And then I see the walk. And I said, hold up one second. Next dude gets hit. And I went, you know what's coming here. He goes, nah, they're going to be all right. Boom. Missile. And I went, damn. And it kind of hit me like, oh, shit. This is going to happen, right? I mean, because what are they, 3 and 15? They are. The the math is just so problematic. 10 and 2. Yeah, the math is problem. The math is problematic, and and I've watched Georgia play a good bit because they have this freshman right fielder who's a stud. I mean, he's a badass. I mean, that dude. If in two years we're talking about him in really lofty terms, I'm not remotely surprised. He does everything, and I was like, ah, they could. I mean, you know, I don't think Ole Miss is sweeping Georgia. They could. I don't think Ole Miss is getting swept by Georgia, but if you told me Georgia won two games, am I surprised? No, not not even a little bit. And so at that point, it just kind of stuck with me for the rest of the week that as we sit here on Wednesday, it it was last night before I had some sort of a revelatory moment. Anyway, I've been battling a cold. So yesterday I finally went to my doctor who looked at me, basically laughed and said, it's been six months. This is what happens and really didn't even need a consultation. I just got my shot, my antibiotics, the equivalent of a Z pack and off I went. Right. And so the steroids pumping through my veins yesterday, I'm feeling better, but steroids make you feel like you're jumping out of your body. Yep. And so my, and I, and for, if you're here at this point, we're going to get to sports. I promise I'm getting to something. This is going to take me a minute and, and, and I'm, I'm kind of, he's
3: a little doped up. I'm a let, little, punch, let him work through the process. I'm a little
2: punch drunk here. Um, my oldest, who turns 22 in a few days, graduates college in two weeks, which is good, except for the fact that she has had, that this is not about, I'm not going to talk about Arkansas athletics, so if you're worried about that, just relax. The athletics are not coming up. She doesn't know anything about athletics. She couldn't tell you what's happening with their baseball team right now. If you, if you begged her and if you said, hey, who, who, who are they getting out of the transfer portal? She would say, the what? So it's all good. She's had an incredible college experience. She's made tons of friends, tons of really good friends, um, and then a, more than a handful of the kind of friendship that friends that are probably going to be lifelong friends. It's what you hope for, it's what you hope for your kids. Um, no doubt girls who will be in her wedding. No doubt she will be in a lot of their weddings. I mean, legitimate, deep, meaningful friendships and it's coming to an end to a degree where they are right now and i think where she is today is what has become home for her um two or three years ago that would bother me now i'm happy for her that she found a place that for her is home and she's getting antsy about next she's accepted a job in nashville she starts in early august she's got a two roommates locked down one's a girl from georgia and who went to the university of Georgia and one's a a girl from Arkansas and another potential roommate. But anyway, found out that they might have to sign a lease a good month before they start work. And so she stressed out about money and about what all, and just stress a lot of stress. And so Laura, my wife was like, Hey, can you talk to her? Can you kind of, Basically help alleviate the stress. Well, anyone that knows me and Chase is probably laughing inside right now. That's kind of like saying, hey, Marshall Henderson. Lock down on defense today, bud. Today's your day. Lock (laughs) down. No, that ain't my role. Okay. That's not what I'm good at. That's not my sweet spot. And um, so we had that conversation and it was it was fine taught for a long time, to the point where I was running a little late. Carson had soccer in Tupelo last night. Usually, I'm the one going, "Hey, man, we got to go," and this time he's coming in going, "Hey, you, 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 you about ready?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, we're coming." So I, I get in the car, and we have a text chain. You know, at this point, it's just a text between me and Laura and Campbell, and it's just boom, 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 boom. boom. And he looks at it and he goes. Sometimes I feel bad about the family text chain because I never text back. He goes, I read it. He goes, it's just, it's a lot. And I was like, oh, dude, I get it. Because at one point, you know, Siri says, would you like to respond? And I said, no, hell no. I'm good. You know, (laughs) and anyway, so it's like 630 and we're halfway to almost half, a little more than halfway to Tupelo. And finally, the the conversation has died to the point where it's cool. And so I'm searching on Sirius XM. And I'm looking for the Cubs Padres. Cubs and Padres opened a three-game series in Chicago last night. And I found the broadcast. And as I found it, they're doing the national anthem, okay? So all you hear is the national anthem. And I'm like, I think that's it, Wrigley. And then you hear the little song after the national anthem where they go, you know, this is what you came here for. The Cubs – you found the Cubs game on the score or whatever. And then right after that – so That's a thing? Yeah. Okay. Right after that, Pat, the little jingle for –
4: Yeah, the open monologue. The
2: WSCR, the score. And right after that, Pat Hughes, the longtime voice of the Cubs, he's being inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame this summer. He's phenomenal. He's great. Pat Hughes opens every broadcast with, let me see if I can remember it exactly now. He goes, Chicago Cubs baseball. I can't do it like he does. Is on the air. And then he pauses for a minute. You kind of hear some sound. And he says with, Former All-Star Ron Coomer, this is Pat Hughes. From he opens R- it up. From Wrigley Field in Chicago, where the Chicago Cubs play host to the San Diego Padres, and he gets into Here we go. And for me, in that moment last night, it was like, <sighs> that's your... It was like, yeah. And and so I, it, it hit me a little bit, and don't get me wrong, I'm not comparing you and me to Pat Hughes. No offense, but we're, we're not we're not getting in any Hall of Fames today. I don't like our uh, baseball Hall of Fame chances. It's, it's, but what hit me was, look, the Cubs are better this year. But I don't. I'm, I'm a realist. I'm a pragmatic person. I think you know that. The, the Cubs are not a playoff team. They're, they're too flawed to be a playoff team. They're a good team. They're a 500 team. They might even be in the wild card hunt late, but they're not. They're not the Dodgers, they're not the Braves, they're not the Mets, they're not the Brewers. Hell, they might not be the pirates um they're they're not a they're not a contender, but I didn't care last night, and I frankly caught myself as I listened to the game and I listened i went dropped him off, and I went to the track over there at Ballard Park, and I just walked around and stuff. And I caught myself, not oh, really, I mean, they, they won, I, but I, I, it didn't, had they been behind two to nothing, it wouldn't have changed what I was thinking. It was like, hey, it's Pat and Ron and Zach Zabin's in the back and they're just at the ball game and I'm in there with them and we're just hanging out, right? You know, they have, when a, a opposing team walks a Cubs hitter, they, the, it, the opposing team's walks are sponsored by this adult diaper company. And Pat Hughes hates that reader. You can tell that he just hates it. <laughs> he cringes. And Ron it? makes fun of him, and Zach laughs in the background. And it just makes you feel like you're hanging out with the guys. And what hit me was, well, we've always had Ole Miss baseball to lean on in April and May. They've they're in. Cont- They've been as consistent as anything. They're yeah, in yeah. contention. They get to Hoover. We talk about Hoover. We get to have the debate about, does Hoover mean anything? Host and projections. Host the whole and deal. projections. And then, you know, they either win a regional or they don't win a regional. And then the, the, the sky falls. And, and, and you know, is, is Mike, last year, I mean, let's be honest, we spent six weeks talking about would, would Dan McDonald take the job. Mm-hmm. We don't have any of that this year. We have a team that does not appear. Probably destined for Hoover. It, it, it appears that Hoover is a long shot. The NCAA tournament feels like a miracle at this point. And Mike's not getting fired. No. He just won a national championship 10 months ago. So uh, what hit me was, well, maybe what we're supposed to do is just kind of be us. Let people hang out with us. It's going to be different, but it's going to be okay. And th- there was something about that broadcast that just kind of – I'd been a little a- anxious about it. Like, what are we? what in the hell are we going to talk about, you know, because – that's what we talk about every late April, every May into June, and I don't think we're going to have that this year, and so it's going to be an adjustment. And then I thought, well, we've adjusted before, it's, and, it, and, and and that's maybe that's
3: what people are here for. It's a little pandemic. It's also, I mean, because I, I, have, I have a spiel that I tell students all the time when I'm speaking to any group, and it's, hey, now with a podcast, it was always supposed to be this organic thing and you're hanging out at the sports bar and here's how it's got started. And I basically say the same damn thing every single time because most of them haven't heard it before. And no, there's a lot of truth to that. It's, it's, I mean, a lot of you guys in the stream, same people every day, you listen to us. we got the same thousands of people that listen every single day. At some point, if you are staying with us, it is just because we're talking about something. And frankly, some of our better shows have been without a whole list of crap over here to go down because you can get bogged down in news and in what's going on to where you don't just talk and have some of the better segments and have some of the better conversations. I mean, you know, we had the we had the conversation about life last week and freaking paternity leave and all that stuff, and I got more messages going, hey, that was kind of cool. I prefer that. You know, I got a text yesterday talking about we mentioned something yesterday that was more life-based. I do think at some point you're here as your morning show. You're here as your sort of setup show for the day. We'll hit whatever's going on with Ole Miss, but if it's not there typically just talk and you're okay with that. Yeah. There's no there's no real issues there. Um you know, no I I think I think there is a lot of that. I think people just show up and I mean it's what made the Thursday night show good when we first started. We are just yeah. chilling. we talk about spaghetti and meatballs for 45 minutes. People <clears> get really mad about it. I mean, it was it's 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 supposed to be fun. This was supposed to be much worse because we're worse Versions of Lebetsard when this got started. I mean, like, oh, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what it was supposed to be. He went off the deep end. We we really didn't. Well, it's what it's what frustrates, or it used to. I don't know if it does now or not, but like it used to frustrate a lot of our competitors. Just like, God, how are they doing that? They don't talk. It's like, no, I'm not talking about that. Actually, that's why this works is that we're not getting beholden to every single Ole Miss minutia thing out there where we're breaking down the Connerly vote for three days. I mean, I yeah. just don't. I mean, you guys don't want it. I don't want to talk about it. So let's just move on. I mean, well, I mean, like football
2: season for us is easy. Frankly, football season is easy. Let's formulate Yeah, I mean, Ole Miss is going to play a game. They're going to win the game. They're going to lose the game. We're going to talk about it. Lane's going to talk to us on Monday. We're going to come back on Tuesday and talk about what Lane talked about. We're going to have betting lines. Other SEC teams are going to play games. We're going to talk about their games. It's Walking Park. Yeah. And everybody I mean, likes football. So we're, everybody, like, everybody likes football. The NFL plays. Yeah. 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 We're and, good. And, and so we're good. I mean, there's just so much. And, and then football really gets us to February. And then we've typically just kind of leaned on every once in a while some basketball. I think we'll have, I think basketball will be a much bigger talking point for us this of course. late winter, early spring. But in the past, it's been a little shaky. But we've gotten a lot out of baseball. I mean, the truth is, we should probably send Mike a Christmas card. And, uh,
3: and, and frankly, I almost think I knew this without knowing it to the level that you did. It didn't click. But I think in some ways we've been preparing for this for a little while because you absolutely knew what was coming and knew that it was going to change. I'll get into that in a second. Let's take a quick break. Tell you about the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. The Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. says if you're ready for the Grove, you can join them at Way Stadium this fall for the 2023 football season. You can order tickets now to participate in the seat selection process to explore seating options. Visit com or call them in 662-915-7159 today to lock the vault. Again, that's the Ole Miss Ticket Office, OleMissTix.com,
2: 662-915-7159. Walk-On Sports Bistro puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with a taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine, like Po' Boys gumbo voodoo shrimp, juicy burgers, fresh salads, 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. Check them out in... Uh, Oxford or Ridgeland today. College Corner is your one-stop Rebel shop. Two locations in the Jackson area and Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet and Flowwood. It's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, just go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, Whether you're uh, tailgating in Oxford or home-gating with friends and family, the College Corner has you covered for game day with the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi And we brought you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Different names, same great people, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Batesville, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, that area, call uh, Southern 662-429-4429. Speaking of Nashville, A-Stock is a Nashville-based online retail company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items start at just $1.00. That's right. Uh, all items start at just $1, no matter what the retail value may be. Shop now at astock.bid, that's astoc dot B I D or download their app. Name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. A-Stock has multiple locations around Nashville as well as Memphis, Selma, Indiana, and many more coming soon that offer local pickups, so don't miss out. And we're uh we're brought to you by Solutions RX. It's a probiotic multivitamin supplement company created by Omis Pharmacy alum Chris Cornelison. It's pharmaceutical grade. It's manufactured uh, right here inside the U.S. under the highest standards, based out of Iuca, Mississippi. Uh whether you take diabetes me- medication, high blood pressure medications, cholesterol medications, you know that sometimes those can cause some side effects, muscle pain, brain fog, energy loss. But Chris formulated a product called prescription support. It puts those vitamins back into your body to help with those side effects, keeps you more compliant in taking your medications. It helps you stay healthier over the long term. Go to SolutionsRx.com, enter the promo code OEP, that's OEP, at checkout to get 10% off your first order.
3: Podcast is brought to you by GNM Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area. Straight to your house. I use it all the time. Don't have to go anywhere. They bring the prescriptions to you. They also will transfer your medications very easily. They do that with one phone call, and they take care of the rest. They hook you up, get you set up with the community pharmacy. You don't have to worry about all the big box pharmacies. Let G&M in Oxford or Tyson Drugs in Holly Springs help you out. Again, that's 662 236 Yeah, I think... I mean, I I would assume, unless I've missed something, I think the most listened to podcast we've ever done was the one after the Lindsey Miller TMZ day. (laughs) I'm I'm pretty sure that was number one. That was – I know – because it's always weird to me, Neil will vouch for this. We'll have hundreds of podcasts that get listened to like 20 times over the course of a month. And I'm like, how are people finding that and why? Because it was very – yeah. Time sensitive to that day, but I know even a long time ago that Lindsay Miller podcast was downloaded like over ninety thousand times or something. Is that like, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. It was it was pushing six digits. And it wow. was like, did what the, what'd the one after freezes firing get? I don't.
3: That was a ton. That was up into the fifty, sixty, seventy range. Um Dan Wolkin got a bunch. Yeah. The Wokin day. Yeah, that was a that was a lot. Yeah, the the, the Miller one though was that was always number one. After TMZ had put the the pictures of the the bruises and the whole deal up. Um, and then the day after you came back and did the pod on Lindsey Miller Esquire versus Steve Farise in the courtroom um, that day.
2: Easily yeah. one of my favorite days in journalism. <laughs> I had no idea that day that was coming. It was a Friday afternoon, hot as hell. That was wild. Oh, I forgot on the
3: freeze when you could hear the clinking ice on the cup and the and the and the glasses on the background.
2: That's right. Yeah. Or the morning that Ole Miss got hit with the sanctions and just poured that neat. There was you were no just, ice. You were just getting drunk, and I was like, dude.
3: We have a press conference and some other stuff here. Yeah, I was like, we bit. got
2: a long day. And you're
3: well. They put the press release out, and that's that thing where. The first version of the press release had the Vitter quote where he's blaming everybody else. And I went, hold on a minute. You said that in the meeting? Like, hand raise. And then, like, 10 minutes later, they put out another version that had that quote taken out. I went, ooh, yeah. that's not good. That's that, that seems like a bad sign. Like
2: That caused problems, huh?
3: Yeah, it's it's, it's possible. But that, what I was saying was, I think, I mean, in the last couple of months, I don't know that it was necessarily – Completely because of this, because there's probably several reasons, but I almost kind of found myself going, "Hey, you need to watch a little more TV. You need to catch up on some pop culture. You need to kind of be a little more aware right now, because I can get in a bubble where I don't do that at all for a while." And I, I found myself reading a little more and kind of being up on what you guys might want to talk about as time goes on. Because look, I mean, let's be honest, it's it's one of the deals where. We don't disagree, but it's so hard because it's weighty topics. since what's in the news. It's what do you do with news and politics and things because I think we have two goals to you guys, and I think sometimes they comp- compete with each other in that way is, hey, tell you what's going on, give you our opinions on what's going on, make sure you're well informed because there are people out there, and God bless you, we love you, who we're probably the, thing, the, the closest thing to news you take in in a day, it, especially from a podcast or an audio standpoint but then at the same time, I do understand that for a lot of you and Steven set it up in the stream that we're an escape where we are supposed to kind of make you laugh and talk and hit other things over the course of the hour and a half. And sometimes it's, it's very hard to to find what that medium is supposed to look like over the course of every day. I don't know always, but I mean, that's those, those are the two goals, but they can absolutely counteract each other. Cause I mean, I don't want to get on here every day and just depress the shit out of you. But at the same time, you can't completely ignore some things out in the world either. And I don't know. I mean, it's you know, sometimes no. you guys direct that, telling me what you think.
2: No, I I just like I said, I listen to breaking points. I get my hour in fifteen minutes, they mix some politics and news in, and I'm good. I might be the only person on earth that's completely unaffected by both Don Lemon and Tucker Carlson getting canned. <laughs> I'm like, I'm cool, it doesn't affect me. Not even a little bit. <laughs> I get it.
3: Well, my head went to Cause I didn't, yeah. I don't watch either one of them, so I, it wasn't about, oh, god, I'm losing my dude tonight. It was more of, so what happened? I, I went to the media business side of it, and I was yeah, like, yeah. hold on, because was like, oh, Tucker Carlson and Fox, they 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 mutually parted away, and I went, oh, no, hold on. That press release was two sentences and did not include a Carlson quote. Right. Uh, No, there's a couple things here that...
2: No, they fired him.
3: Yeah, there are a couple things here that would absolutely indicate that is not true.
2: I I am really interested, just because of business of media. This is not politics. This is not politics. I am really interested, though, from a business of media standpoint to see where he goes from here. Because he has an audience. And in a shrinking field, he has an audience. Oh, sure. Where does he take that audience? He hired the same attorney that Megyn Kelly did. Oh, really? So you might get an idea as to where he's thinking about headed. But even for a guy like Carlson who has an audience, whether you love him or hate him or whatever, he has an audience. That is a really crowded space.
3: It made me wonder if he's the kind of guy that goes independent in some way or if he gets a bazillion dollars from the Daily Wire or somebody. And that's where that thing jumps was kind of
2: what I wondered. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna guess that he would rather work for himself for a while. But I I, beats me. You can I mean, there there are people who are making a a mint in this and Megan Kelly's one of them. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm I'm he's if he's going to go on the podcast route and the streaming route, he's he's gotta I don't know, we'll see.
3: Yeah. Avery, I, she's asking about succession I, I really really like it it is completely dialogue based however so if you don't if you really liked mad Men you'll probably like succession but if you're expecting a lot of action or need like pivotal climax stuff that's not just talking probably not for you it's a more grown-up version of billions to me um i am I'm called up there are six five or six episodes left in the series at this point. I'd actually love to do a podcast breaking down the series when it's over, but I don't know who McNeil hasn't watched it. I don't know who to do that with I'm going um, to watch
2: it. It's on my list. Um, I just finished shrinking season one. Yeah. On Apple Plus. Yeah, yeah. And it so at first it took me a minute to get past it because Harrison Ford is in it. And is Harrison Ford is a completely different character. Frankly, Harrison Ford is an older guy.
4: Oh. Huh.
2: And so it took me a minute to kinda go, Yeah, we're old. He's not Indiana Jones anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah but it's really, really good. Yeah, The writing's incredible, and it's pretty deep, and I liked it a lot.
3: There are people that say Succession is a bit repetitive. I think the writing is better than that. I think there's some subtext that you have to pick up, and you're watching a slower burn um, to it. So, Because look, you could do that to Mad Men, too. Um, Mad Men did, does kind of do the same thing over and over and over again, but in smart ways. So I, I think
2: those two are very connected in a, in, in a way. Look, we're seeing this, I think, with Ted Lasso. Building series on top of Building seasons on top of seasons in a series is hard. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think season three of Ted Lasso is particularly well written so far. Now maybe they're really setting it up. As I just finished a six-hour monologue, so I, who am I to criticize? Maybe they're really setting up some dramatic stuff, and it's mm-hmm. just taking a minute. But it feels it's, like they need to hit the button a little.
3: It's one of the reasons why you know some of the people don't like Mad Men. And you're gonna have the same problem with Succession too. Is there's nobody to root for. Everybody has issues, like you know what I mean. There's yeah. not this obvious protagonist. You're like, oh, I really hope they win today. You're going to find yourself picking a person, but they're pretty damn flawed. I mean, sure. you're you're picking your your your, your issue laden human um, character in this. So, yeah, it's worth the shot, though. I, I think the best entry point is if you if you like Mad Men, it is worth the chance. It's going to be much more vulgar. It's going to go much slower in a way, but I think that's, that's a decent comparison from just a style of television that you would be looking at at that point.
2: Last thing on, on and I mentioned this because it's in the thread. Um, I think it was Leif, says, does Tucker have an audience with guys like my dad who asked me about taping shows for him on Netflix? What's interesting, <laughs> <laughs> what's interesting, and I, I heard this on Breaking Points as I continue to give them, they should advertise. Um, they should. They can afford it. Yeah, they're making coin but they were saying that Carlson surprisingly has really good numbers in the young demographic. Like really young. Twenties, thirties. Which shocked me. Because huh. I would have guessed eh, he's got a bunch of, you know, middle middle aged people who make an appointment television. Because young people don't really have appointment TV. That's not how they grew up. And, you know, he's on it. 7 o'clock Central, yeah, 8 it's, o'clock it's, Eastern every night. You know exactly where he's coming in. It's the only reason that Hannity is kind of hung on because people leave, stayed the, with him. leave yeah, their yeah. TVs on. Yeah. They go have a drink or cook dinner or put the kids but to bed. The TV stays on. Um, but supposedly his numbers with young people were
3: really good. Hmm. eye-popping. Oh, That's Beats me. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, sure.
2: I wasn't a big Carlson guy. I would occasionally watch the opening monologue because it was – Interesting, but like once that he finished that, I'm out. Okay.
3: Um, going <clears> to <throat> get into Dion in a second. Uh, what all the crazy stuff he's doing on the portal, which is basically doing what he said he was going to do. Um, I'll get there in a minute. A big uh, story in the athletic on that today. Yes, there is. You can, you can check that out. Um, there's nothing to say about last night. Again, Ole Miss pitched it really well. Um, Grayson Saunier was good. Mike got him out of there early because he hasn't thrown much in a while. Mason Nichols was excellent last night. He's not pitching the ninth inning. Um, It's a role he's much better suited for. Frankly, it's one Mike should have known earlier. I mean, it's just the truth here. You have to know your roster better than that. Um, I get you were put in a weird spot. I understand it, but Mason has a very clear identity when he is not in, uh, in certain roles. Again, MSU scores the winning run last night on a pass ball to reach base. Stole second. Went to third on a throwing error and then scored because the ball got lost in the lights in left field. I mean, just a comedy of mistakes there in the sixth that led to that run being scored. Um, Ole Miss only had four hits, I think, last night. They were two two for 13 with runners on, 0 for 6 runners in scoring position. They aren't hitting a lick. While the pitching staff has gotten better. I mean, it's not great, but it's average. Average is good considering the injuries and all the stuff they got going on. You'll take average. Sure. Um And as I said, it's a team that is just beaten down right now. I mean, it's—I thought I had followed some teams and covered them that were really beaten down. There's not a team that's more beaten down that I've ever covered than this one right here. And now again, their record is much worse than any team I've ever covered. Again, Mike's gone 13 and 17 at worst, and that was only once.
2: The 22 and 21 overall.
3: Yes. Five and 13. Ole Miss is a program has won 30 games in a season every year since 1997. That feels very difficult right how, now. How many more midweeks do they have? Three. 24. Or so. I mean, it's doable, but you better. That would take winning the three midweeks and then nine and 21. Six and six the rest of the way.
2: It's doable. Not that it freaking matters. Yeah, it's doable. It doesn't matter. I mean, it's a footnote. But you've said this. I'll I'll add this because you've, you've written this and you've said it, and you're exactly right. And this is the for the fans that want Fire and Brimstone – I get it. And there's some fire and brimstone that's probably deserved. And I think you've set that up a little bit. But the the problem you have journalistically is that for you to really attack what has to be done to prevent a re- a repeat of this, you have to wait until the season's over. You have to wait until not only will Miss' season's over, but as in some degree, the regionals are over. The super regionals are over. And then to a smaller extent, maybe even the College World Series is over because they're going, as you've talked about, They're going to have to get very aggressive in the portal. And for a lot of the guys they'll be going after, those guys will be in the postseason. And so they're going to finish their seasons before they, you know, go public about portal stuff or whatnot. So there's not – There's a holding pattern. Yeah, there's not a whole lot you can write in the next three weeks that wouldn't be –
3: And frankly, do you see what kind of cash they got? Which, which you will find out, seeing how active they are in the portal and who they're active after. Are they going after some of the top 15 names in the portal? Or who, are they not? Who or? can they
2: close on? Yeah. And I mean, I'm nowhere near as connected in college baseball circles as you are. But I've talked to some people in SEC circles who, when the, they tell you the money for some of the top flight guys, it's like, whoa. I mean, we're talking quarter
3: million. For a payroll to the type that Ole Miss probably needs for the level of transfers they need and the number of them, a couple million minimum. I was going to say two to three, maybe closer to three. It's a guess, but that is my guess.
2: And so at a place like Ole Miss. Florida used about one and a half last year. At a place like Ole Miss, the question is, can you put together the football NIL that you need? The basketball NIL that you need and the baseball NIL that you need. If you can, well, then hey, awesome. But if you can't, who loses? In that rock paper scissors. Yeah, uh, Banks Tolly is
3: redshirting, by the way. Yeah, somebody asking the thing. No, yeah, you got three programs you have got to fund in some way, and there's only so much cash. So we'll see what that see what that. And hey,
2: like. here's the thing: Ole Miss is not the only school in that in that. No, it's lots in schools. that boat. Almost every school. I mean, just about everybody is in that boat.
3: I was asked – I have no answer to this. I'm just mentioning it, so I'm not ignoring it. I keep getting asked about why State has won so much in the series, and there's no obvious answer. Things are weird in sports. Um, Ole Miss has had the better team several of those years. that State has dominated them head-to-head. But State's been really good for the most of this run, too. I mean, you run through State's SEC standings over these years. It's been one of the more – I mean, I'll give them credit. It's been one of the more underrated, impressive things is the their ability to do that no matter who the coach is. Yeah, they they've run through this thing with like four different coaches, which you don't see very often. Um, So I don't I I don't know. Uh, Next week, I'm going to do a little more analysis, probably on the podcast uh, about because you guys keep asking. So I'll give you what you're asking for. Why Ole Miss as an athletic department is so bad right now, frankly. Um, From a from a record standpoint, I mean, you look at it now, they're coming off their best year ever last year. So that's why this is so weird. Every program but two last year made the NCAA tournament. Men's basketball and women's tennis. That was it. This year, I mean, the SEC records are really bad across the board. Almost yeah. it's it, it, it. The fall off is what is so crazy. But everybody keeps trying to blame one thing. It's not one thing. You would have to say, look at each individual sport having stuff happen and seeing where that came out at. I mean, yeah, I'd it's have not. a I would have a real hard time. Compe- I'm not connecting football to men's tennis is one problem like that's not
2: I don't I don't think you could if, if you had a, one of those um, the meme that's on the map where he's connecting the madman's sort of connecting all the strings I, I don't know how you could connect that some of those strings yeah it's a real reach <laughs> yeah I mean baseball and soccer for example come on it's not the I, same. How, how are you making that work they happen to both play at Ole Miss and wear Ole Miss on their uniforms. but that the, the, That's the, where the commonality stops. It literally stops right there, yeah. and that's not enough to go on. Yeah, and there's
3: no, like, athletic department mood or theme or anything. I mean, no, it's just... If there is, I don't know of it. Yeah,
2: no. And if there is, it's it hasn't changed from a year ago when everybody was basically having success. Yeah. So, no. Sometimes just things don't go your way, right? I mean, sometimes you just... Isn't that what you tell your kids sometimes is that not everything's going to work out. It's what you hate about participation trophies is that sometimes you lose and you learn from losing. We've talked, this is repetitive. The key thing that we'll watch in all of these sports is what did you learn from the failure?
3: Yeah. Yeah, If you're Keith Carter, when you sit down with Mike, it's not, Oh my God, fire everybody. It's Hey,
2: now what? What'd you learn? What happens? Question one. What did you learn from this? Yeah. How do we not do it again? Yeah. What, what happened in your opinion? And what did you learn from it? Okay, and cool. I'm really more interested in what you learned from it than what happened because yeah. what happened happened. You can't
3: change it. Yeah, because there's a big difference in oh wow you know really we got to get more aggressive with nil and his happenings, you know the portal and whatever of well you know we just had a lot of energy injuries you go no 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 no, no, no that's no. not we that's not the some, answer here. we just
2: ran into some bad luck no no deeper than that
3: Mm-mm.
2: so that was one of the it's one of the things I always find fascinating about uh. Major League Baseball GMs, NBA GMs, at the end of seasons when they do the big exit interview with the media, and they talk about what they observed and what they saw and what they learned and what they have to fix moving forward. That's if you ever want to know, hey, is the team that I'm cheering for on the right track or the wrong track? How does that go? Listen to that. Yeah.
3: Did they make a lot of excuses or hey, no, we
2: got here's the deal? And I don't mean the one right after the emotional yeah, loss. Yeah, whatever. All right, screw that. I mean, like I'm always far more interested in what Lane says on Monday and than I am on what Lane says Saturday, ten minutes after an emotional game where he's still got adrenaline just pumping through his veins and he's still thinking about that one play yeah, and he's yeah. still bitching with the referee and there's stuff going he's on. He's distracted. He's not He's not locked in on us. We could say, Hey, what's you know, yeah. what's the cure to cancer? And he would give me an answer about third down, because he's yeah. not thinking. Monday, he's had time to think. He slept a little. He's away from it. Some of the emotion, not all of the emotion, but some of the emotion is worn off. And frankly, when you see Lane on Monday and he's still kind of emotional about the past game, no. I'm like, oh, is it too late for me to run to a bookie? And Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you, you typically can you, – you get a much better feel for where things stand on Monday than you do on Saturday. Yeah. And no. so from Mike, I will be interested in the interviews that he gives four or five days after the final game, whenever that game is.
3: Yeah podcast brought to you in part by johnson hill creamery johnsonhillcreamery.com small batch artisanal cheese charcuterie boards catering grazing tables workshops and more Got a lot of workshops going on you can find info about that at johnson hill creamery or on their instagram page that's at johnson hill creamery 662-419-9201 cheese at johnsonhillcreamery.com again remember they have uh, moved but you'll stop shop there online get all the details to you as uh, that progresses throughout the year they get into a permanent space List some exciting things to come. So, again, now, go to com. order plenty of products. They make their cheeses locally in the house every single day. So, again, 662-419-9201. Uh,
2: we're brought to you by Dead Soxy, best socks you'll put on your feet. Go to deadsoxy.com. Don't forget to try the uh, no-show socks as we get into the hot weather. You'll love them. It's uh, deadsoxy.com, promo code REBELGROVE at checkout for 25% off. Game Changer patches are the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game, ready for your next play. Go to GameChangerPatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. ACS is owned by my friend Clay McNutt in Baldwin, Mississippi. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider, a Rockwell automation recognized system integrator. ACS has a full time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL 508A panel shop. They also have so much more. So if you're in that market, go to acsllcms.com or call 662 601 4381. Uh, The fine people at Laman's Fine Jewelry are uh, retiring this summer. So you got a couple months to go in, express your appreciation for them. If you're like us, I'm going to miss Laman's a lot. We've done a lot of our business at Laman's for the past. 15 years that we've lived here. It's 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. Tell Alan and Nancy that you heard about them on the podcast. Uh, You might be able to take advantage of some of their uh, retirement sales, if you will, at com or call them at 662-234-2777. And we're brought to you by Pinnacle, based in uh, Jackson, Mississippi. They've got clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states. They provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much, much more. Uh, It's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N, wealth.com. I I was talking to John Edwards just yesterday. It's amazing what a uh, resource he is. If you are considering travel, if you're just kind of exploring some travel ideas, get in touch with John. He's part of Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Just give him some parameters. Most importantly, kind of give him a rough budget and let him give you options. And no, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. It's 901-494-3387. Or send him an email, edwards at regencytravel.net.
3: Podcast is brought to you by Prime Shrimp. Prime shrimp.com. Seven different flavors available for you right there on the website. Everything from the New Orleans-style barbecue and their signature, two of my favorites, to the garlic herb butter, Got the Simply Shrimp, that you can season yourself. It's great for discerning palates or kids that you have there in your house. Use code RG, buy five pouches or more, and you get 25% off. So that's code RG, 25% off with five pouches or more. If you're in Mississippi, Louisiana, Alabama, Rouse's Markets are now carrying them in brick and mortar locations as well. So stop in, try the different options there with Rouse's and Prime Shrimp. And they have their uh, two pound bags of individually frozen shrimp. Like what's at the grocery store, except for higher quality shrimp from the New Orleans based company. So, again, primeshrimp.com. So, let's see. Dion, he's walked in his first day, got hired, and he said, Hey, just heads up, most of you guys aren't going to be here. He told the truth. He meant it. He didn't lie at all. Um, it's been fairly remarkable, though, when you, uh, <laughs> when you look exactly what has happened. They've had 40 plus players transfer since he arrived including basically what's become the worst week of it all this week is everybody's jumping out more than 20. I think yesterday, well, they're not jumping out. He's cutting them. Well, right. Yes, correct. Um, the season starts in five months at this point. It does. He's brought in 20 something. Um, so he is, and they have 19 signees. I think, I think they're basically between 40 and 50 newcomers and the projections are they're going to have to replace 60 to 70 players. For next season, so you're still talking about probably 15 to 20 more at some point. Where are they getting the nil money? I'm assuming a lot of them are not huge nil money because I mean, not they're they are signing a couple stars, but they're just getting kids too. I'm assuming a lot just are choosing to play for Dion as much as anything
2: else. Um, it's it's a fascinating story. Like if you said, "Hey, what are the 10 storylines for next season?" Colorado football is one of them. I don't know if it's number one, but it's.
3: For comparisons, obviously, Ole there. Miss picked up like 16 or 17 a couple of years ago in the first year of the portal. Yeah. Um, last year, USC picked up 21 and TCU picked up 16 for comparison, but not this 40 50 number that we're looking at.
2: So, for, for I didn't know this till today. I should have known it. I, I, I kind of scolded myself as I read the story this morning. Um, a first year coach can process players out as long as they promise to honor the scholarship. In other oh. words, if if, if I tell you you're, you're my starting linebacker, if I call you in and say, hey, Chase, this isn't working out, we're cutting you, and you elect, okay, you know what? I think I'm through with football anyway. If, as long as I honor your scholarship, and it becomes just an academic scholarship basically, that's, that's fine for first-year coaches in their first year. Most of these guys are getting in the portal to leave, and that takes them off the hook on the scholarship. Yeah, sure.
3: Well, it's a couple different things.
2: One <laughs> Bucks to win the pack 3 in 2024. That's good, Sammy.
3: There's several positions where they simply don't have even enough players on the current roster for competency. So he's going to have to add some dudes no matter what the dudes look like. Here's the problem. Well, it's the good and bad of it, which is why it's a fascinating thing for me. And when I said, "Can Ole Miss learn a lesson," I was, I was referring to baseball, but it goes for any sport. Frankly, it goes for beard and basketball big time right now. Is if you have a kid on your roster who can't play at the level, he needs to leave. Period. Yeah. He's taking up space. He's not going to help you. Yeah. Period. That's it. That's I mean, it's it, 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 it is a complete cut the fat situation. Not, nothing against the kid, not naming any individuals, but it is what it is. Uh huh. You do also have to fill out a roster, however, and there's no guarantee that you're getting 85 or 13 or 35, depending on the sport, players who are going to be at the level of your conference competency. And if you, so, it, it it
2: if you get the reputation for being Jack the Ripper, you have that reputation. Does that get to a place where, unless you have like, it probably is, but every freaking kid has an ego
3: the size of Jupiter and thinks they're the guy that's going to be beyond that. Probably, I mean, it it's just, probably true.
2: Now, their parents sometimes might go, sure. "Hey, look what he did to so and so and so and so. Keep an eye on that." You yeah. know. yeah, like,
3: that's a good point too. NIL dollars have increased, I'm sure, under Dion, and that has nothing to do with how broke the Colorado athletic department is. They're not paying for this. Right, he's got some. This boosters in Colorado Springs and Denver and Boulder and sure everywhere else.
2: And he's big with Nike, Mm
4: -hmm.
2: Barstool. Yeah, I mean, so there are people who are financially motivated for him to win, and him winning would be a big story in the sport, a big story. But
3: it's just it's what's the most intriguing about the portal to me is that balance of opening up enough spots, cutting people who you know are not going to be good enough or competitive enough, while not completely knowing what you're going to get or to what level of depth you can build inside your roster from the portal at the same time and figuring out how that math accumulates onto itself. It's a really weird deal because you can cut 10 kids and not get 10 kids any better. Oh, sure. In a heartbeat. Because you have to make the front decision before you make the back decision.
2: Depending on how yeah. well you've tampered.
3: Well, sure. Right. But even so, if you're down to two with a guy, kid, it doesn't mean you're getting him. You can no. go to LSU or Tennessee or Mercer.
2: I mean, who finished second on Paul Skeens? Yeah. Because they ain't getting Not doing anything. much for you. Yeah, it, is it isn't helping you much. That silver medal's not worth much. Mm-mm. I mean, I covered Keelan Williams and
3: Joe <laughs> McKnight back in the day. Yeah. I mean... It's where baseball, especially, not wanting to tamper, not being used to it, this is a whole different world. And you've got to tamper. You've got to cut kids. You've got to do a complete DNA shift. That's
2: where I kind of put my money still on Tony Vitello, right?
3: <laughs> you don't think he's having the same moral
2: obligation issues I mean, I don't. Today? I don't. No, I know. And some of the old school guys, including Mike, I got to guess this is hard for them. This is not what they're comfortable with. They don't like it.
3: I think if I'm Mike, I'm literally just calling Clem and laughing and going, I don't really want to know about it, but do what you got to do.
2: And those are two really nice guys who follow yeah. the rules, you know. But it ain't 1998
3: anymore. No, you got to We're be. a long way from that 07 situation when they played Arizona State and Mike was so pissed off at Pat Murphy for basically stealing Kyle Rowling. I mean, it,
2: that's not the world we're in anymore. No schools. And like the big fight between Vitello and Van Horn that got so publicized was, was about that. recruiting. Yeah, it was about. Well, it was about you promised things to kids that were supposed to come here and then you broke those promises and blah, 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 blah. And I think two years later, Vitello would go see told yeah. you it's where yeah. we were headed. Yeah, you're doing it too, bud and Van Horn would probably look at him and go, you know, two years ago, I would have told you we weren't doing it and now. Yeah, we probably are. They are sure. Everybody is. You have to. I mean, to your point, two years ago, well, hell, last year. This is how quickly this has changed. I won't use names and examples, but last year a high-profile player was being tampered with, and we were like, I can't believe that. That's really kind of nasty. And literally, ten months, eleven months later, you go, you have to do it. You no longer think of see. That's you no longer even think of it as that nasty. Am I right?
3: Yeah, and you just said that about very high-level player. Yeah. Prominent programs. Yeah. That's the kind of kids you need, and that's the level of tampering you have to do. It's not even, hey, I need to make sure I'm the person who gets in on that South Alabama outfielder. No, no, no.
2: No, no, no. I got to go take your dude. Yeah. Same league. I got to go take your dude. And 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 here's the thing. is I, I'm fascinated by this, right? Yeah. Because to get that dude was going to be a quarter million dollars. Yeah. So how many quarter million dollar guys can you go get? And what happens when the quarter million goes up to 400? Because what if just play we're, and, and we cannot mention names because it would just light the world on fire. Yeah, and, yeah. And just, and I, 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 Especially in this, And I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going there. But what if the player had been more receptive and all of a sudden went, well, you know what? Let's see what happens here. And had picked up the phone and called school three. Hey, school two just offered me quarter million. Can you top it? Cause I can think of a school three that would have said yes. Oh yeah. Right now. We might even double it. We have a bat company that'll help with this. Sure. So then sounds good. And so that's where I wonder where, you know, kind of how it all goes. And it, it it's the lay of the land. I mean,
3: it's, it's why... Because it, even the kid who doesn't want to leave right now is still going to the coach and going, hey, so-and-so's hollering at me. Um, can I get a little bump? Like, you're
2: still having to add on to the teal, if you will. And now the days of the coach picking up the phone and calling the other coach and going, hey, what the hell are you doing? Nah. I'm just doing business. Yeah. Jim. This is
3: just... Work. Well, I said that a couple weeks ago. I mean, I was, I was talking to somebody in another league and they said they were talking about they were calling a, a Sunbelt outfielder and he was saying hey you know you call and he said you always worry about his buddies with the head coach there and he's going god this sucks but the kid is going somewhere so he either comes to you or he goes to Tennessee or LSU or old Miss it yeah. is what it is and he goes you know he's
2: either gonna he goes, help you, you win off, or you, he's you get gonna beat kid you on the
3: phone and you go hey who have you talked to and then he runs off like seven assistants in your league and you're like oh shit
2: okay this Well, is, it's, this like, it's like this it's like the, you see these these tweets right in basketball especially so-and-so got into the portal he's heard from and the list is like 27 schools yeah and you're like you do know that he didn't get those 27 calls in the 10 seconds after he went went into the portal those schools have been in contact with him because they'd heard he was going to probably go into the portal and it's
3: why as tampering moves on you're gonna have more kids do that do not contact thing on their thing because they already know where they're going so don't call me needing to i mean it doesn't matter
2: the louisville basketball player has she made a decision I think it's LSU. Is it? But I haven't heard if it's – I don't okay. know. That's not me. Yeah,
3: Haley Van Lith of Louisville ran into the portal and she put a do not contact tag on her where nobody could recruit her.
2: Which why. tells you that she was down to one or two already. Because they tampered. And I'm cool with it. It, it, it just kind of is what it is right now. And But so the, the, the point is, is that so many coaches, especially in baseball, have lived in that gentleman's agreement for so long. You gotta let that go. I mean, if it's, it, look, it's, it's where I'm kind of happy because I'll be honest. The gentleman's
3: agreement thing was frustrating me because they still were tampering. They were just doing it through summer coaches. And you'd call the summer coach at Canes or Scorpions or Sun Devils or whomever and go, "Hey, you know, we really like that kid at Florida. You coached him. You know, if, if he were ever looking to leave, we'd be really interested there. You know, we'd probably have something if, if he ever cared. Just heads up, right? Well, let's cut the
2: bull crap. right?
3: Just Call the kid. Like yeah, I, that's, I'm, 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 that's
2: I'm, the loosest form of plausible deniability. Yeah, you, you do that, and then you're like, "Well, we don't tamper. We have a just like oh, Stop. shut up." No, I I, I kind of respect the ones that go, "Hey, this is just where we are today." And it is. It's and just, there's a couple of coaches that privately have told people, "I don't like this," but we have to. Yeah, everybody else is because the damnedest thing when we don't win on Sunday and we lost two out of three or we got swept, the fans are bitching. We lose enough, you get fired. The rope is a lot shorter than it used to be. So we got to do it. And frankly, I mean, if I'm Keith and I sit down with Mike when this is over and if we're going to tamper a lot more, is it basically said I'm a little concerned? Because literally it's, I mean, 10 months ago is different than what it was now. Now you hear that story today, you go, oh yeah, I get it. Sure. Sure. Sure.
3: Why not? One of the uh, athletic writers talking about Colorado says that he would be shocked if they or they they, they really good season for them would be five wins next year. Is where he has Colorado sort of with a ceiling. And if you look at the schedule, frankly, it's hard to find five wins. That'll be humbling.
2: Not used to that. The quote that I thought was the most interesting in the story was the player who said, "If you're looking for Dion, find where the camera is." Not wrong. Well, typically the coaches who are super successful, you find out later that, boy, they're in the trenches. They're getting stuff done. Nick Saban's not looking for the camera. It's Dion's strategy. It is. Be as public as possible and hope that brings kids in. Marketing. Yeah. But I don't think marketing alone gets it done, right? I mean, Lane Kiffin's a master marketer, an absolute social media genius. And it still comes down to NIL.
3: Yeah. And he, and Dion hasn't gone three and nine yet.
2: Yeah. He could. Again, one, not not, not went, on paper. They went one and eleven. A three game yeah. jump is four and eight. Yeah. Teams don't typically jump more than three games. That's, it, I'm now not we've saying. never seen a roster overhaul like this. No. And they get the
3: kid and Travis Hunter, and there's some dudes. Sure. But better be a lot of dudes. You play in the watered down pack.
2: Yeah, it's 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 pretty Helps. it's pretty watered down. Yeah.
3: Get some other news and notes in a second. For the dude, I'll tell you about Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C, service people across rural communities, two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's Nespark.com, 662-238-3159, phone service, phone controls, network security, and much more. So to get the best internet in Lafayette County, also parts of Union and Pontotoc counties, again, that's
2: 662-238-3159. If you're headed to uh, Oxford this weekend for uh, Double Decker or for the Georgia Series or whatever, stop by uh, OPA, Oxford's newest Greek restaurant on the square. Fabulous food, great craft libations as well. Uh, It's right there on the square in Oxford. OPA, Uh, Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors sponsors my mailbag, which will be up a little bit later today, uh, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and uh, Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. You can reach her at 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. We're brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency, connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're on the job hunt, they can help you. It's always free to the candidate. If your company is looking to hire quality, hard-to-find talent, Service Specialists can help you as well. Keep in mind that payment of service is solely contingent, on if you decide to hire a candidate that they send, You've got nothing to lose, so give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call at 662-832-5138 or check out their website, servicespecialistltd.com. Get the beautiful and healthy smile you deserve at Corinth Dental. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures that will result in a beautiful, long-lasting smile from routine checkups to advanced treatment, including implants and Invisalign. Corinth Dental is here to help you achieve your smile goals. So schedule your appointment today. Take the first step towards a better version of yourself. It's CorinthDental.com. And we're brought to you by Southern Traditions Farm. It's a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails. There's so much offered at Southern Traditions horseback riding offerings from beginner lessons to very advanced nationally recognized competitions also a great venue for events uh, and that kind of thing so get in touch with them on facebook or instagram at southern traditions farm
3: big uh scheduled night tonight in the uh in the nba last night you had the phoenix suns and the denver nuggets advancing to the next round the suns dispatching of the clippers and the Nuggets getting rid of the Timberwolves. It was a great game. The second game was great.
2: Denver, Minnesota was a terrific basketball game.
3: And then uh, Celtics blowing game five at home in Boston last night. Trey Young hits a three with about a second and a half, two seconds left, something like that. Start playing with fire. You're probably okay, but. Start playing with fire. You got to go to Atlanta for game six. If you don't win it, suddenly there's this. You're giving the Sixers more time off with Embiid. Oh, for sure. There's some stuff there. Stuff. Stuff think i talking about one opening up. Celtics going to a six. Bucks facing elimination. Is Miami, that, Milwaukee tonight, too? Yeah. Oh, no, it's a loaded night tonight. Uh, That's you've good, got. Good uh, night. Yeah, tonight you've got. You've got Knicks, Cavs, with the Knicks having the ability to win, win the series tonight. You have Lakers, Grizzlies, with the Lakers having the chance to win tonight. You have. Great
2: story. Not to interrupt. I'm sorry. Yeah. Great yeah. story in the athletic today if you're a Grizzlies fan about. Taylor Jenkins, the Grizzlies coach, talking about the need for maturity. Oh, really? Really? And he goes, and he basically says, this is not going to happen overnight, but we have to learn from this. It leads with Ja Morant and uh, uh, Dylan Brooks skipping out on media. Yeah. And the way that they did it, it has quotes from Steven Adams, Jaron Jackson Jr., very loosely, LeBron James. There's, Jenkins makes the point, and if you watch much NBA, you know this. The regular season and the postseason are two different seasons, obviously, but it's not even the same game. In the regular season, because it's an 82-game schedule and it's so compressed and you have travel and you have back-to-backs and you have workload stuff, you can win games or lose games that are schedule losses or schedule wins in the NBA. Yeah, sure. In the postseason, not so much. You don't play back-to-back in the postseason. There's always a day. You're scheming a series. I heard Sam Presti say this, that a series is a completely different animal than a one-off. And you've got these series that are being played, and Jenkins basically calls out Dylan Brooks for calling out LeBron James. No. Oh. That you have to be disciplined. And they use an example. They go to LeBron with a quote from Jaron Jackson Jr. that was very complimentary of the Lakers and so, and LeBron just didn't take the take, kind of grunted and he nodded right, his head and then just started, you know, just going to take it one game at a time and good Lord willing things will work out. You yeah. know, just cliches. And and you got to learn from. He didn't bite. No no no. And history shows that when LeBron's not particularly motivated by external things, his team gets a little infighty. But when he's motivated by external things, when you go light him, he's a dog. And look, Memphis has lost this series so far off the floor as much as they have lost it on the floor. Mm-hmm. It's on them. They you talk about learning from? the end of this season if this season if this series doesn't reverse and the lakers win it the question with the grizzlies will be what do you learn from this because you run out of the window's wide open until it's not yeah game five tonight back in memphis
3: lakers grizz tonight again uh nicks calves that's in cleveland for a game five with new york having the ability to close it out interesting series tonight uh big then- night
2: for donovan mitchell
3: Huge night for Donovan Mitchell yeah, big night. in Cleveland. The uh, the Heat, again, they are uh, in Milwaukee for game five tonight. Free shot for the Heat tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just getting back to game six and yeah. see what happens when you get the home court again. That's the, that's and the then, Friday night game and six. And then your nightcap tonight, Warriors-Kings 2-2. Back in Sacramento the Aaron tonight. Fox
2: with the broken finger. Playing. Yeah. That environment will be – it'll be nervous, nervous. tonight. It's going to be different than it was for yeah. game one and two. It's, it's not to be, celebratory tonight. It's a little it's, nervous tonight. Everybody's a little, little puckered.
3: And then uh, the NHL playoffs have been fantastic. I get no one's watching it, yeah. but it's really, really good. They've got three series at 3-2 after the uh, the Islanders, the Stars, and the Oilers all won last night. Uh, Oilers, really interesting. They pick up that win go up 3-2. And their series last night in that one um, – it pays to be a high school training academy. IMG um sells
2: whoa
3: um one point two five billion dollars. Billion. They were owned by Endeavor, that owned the UFC. They're who sold it. Um so they've had a busy month as a as a company. Um it it's a business model. You know, Nick Bolotary, the tennis instructors who started IMG Academy and then he turned it into multi-sports. They included bitter Golf and then got basketball and baseball and football soccer. going and soccer. And, you know, at one time it was the Pendleton School and they changed that to IMG Academy for the academic side of it. I mean, it it is a hell of a machine that they run down there. I mean, I, I've done some research on it over the years for baseball players who have signed with Ole Miss. Casey Mohall and Ger Holston spent a year there. And it's it's fairly phenomenal what they have have put together, and now selling for one point two five billion billion. It's a it's it's almost military like in its instruction from an academics to an athletics to like they had meetings with sports psychologists multiple times a week. You've got all this different stuff. You've got I mean it's it's everything. It's look now is it overboard? Maybe I mean you can make some arguments that it's just too much. Yeah, but the plan in place is it's pretty fascinating from a logistical standpoint with what img is um and is not so 1.25 billion dollars for uh their entire complex that is just a huge 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 um campus now i never understand
2: the people who don't have scholarships who send their kids there i mean you're basically telling your kid i guess you're going to go get a scholarship college scholarship here that you're you're a future pro yeah,
3: i don't remember if he had a you know casey lived was from bradenton so i don't think he even stayed on campus i think he lived at home and then just drove in for his stuff every day but yeah it's because it's 40 45 grand i think tuition a year i thought like i read that. a bigger number than is it that? bigger than that I thought okay. i read
2: 68 okay. or something maybe
3: it's gone up i mean that was it might years be ago. more than that i don't know okay I think Andre Agassi went there back in the day. I want to say I remember reading that from his biography. Is that he was at right. IMG? I
2: think that's right. Had you gone there instead of Hatley, you'd be pitch- there. You go. Be in hey, the Bigs right now. I know. you'd They'd be play. twirling a curveball. Probably fix more like a little Rich, better. Rich Hill pitching for the Pirates. Rich Hill's interesting. He just <laughs> keep on keep it on. In fact, if you told me I could interview ten major league baseball players, Rich Hill, Hill would be on my list. Oh, really? To talk about his career. He's just been going for, what, 20 years now, basically? Yeah. I mean, just nothing nothing unpredictable, but what he's going to do, you're going to get the curveball. Curveball, curveball, curveball. Mix in a fastball. Maybe a change. Curveball, curveball. Uh,
3: did you see where the uh, Tottenham players are refunding, uh, visiting fans who had to witness their loss to Newcastle United over the weekend? I did not. Did you not? So they have uh, pledged. i tried to, re- to kind of.
2: I, I do the Tottenham thing, and the truth is, I, I, I'm not You're I a little checked out. I don't have the emotional capacity, yeah, yeah. truly. And but my my son always points out, need you to have a team, so you have a well, team. Yeah, he, he's hey, y'all lost again, yeah. and I'm like, oh yeah, who we play? Yeah, yeah. The Hotspurs
3: players have pledged to refund the price of match tickets for fans who traveled away for their humiliating defeat at Newcastle on Sunday. They were stoned with five goals in the opening 21 minutes uh, and would go on to a 6-1 loss in their race for Champions League qualifications. Um, Their acting head coach got fired on Monday um, as well. They're in fifth in the EPL. It's not like they're bad at all. Um, I I can't decide, and this is a conversation for later. I'm not spending the rest of the show on it, but I can't decide if English or European soccer Considers coaches more valuable or less valuable than we do in American sports because they get rid of them much easier and quicker. But you could argue that means they're more valuable because they're like, no, we can't keep a guy who is not getting it done.
2: It's super high profile. Yeah. And then they become quite expendable. Yeah. It's like, I mean, literally they lose two matches and they're just out. One of the things that you realize when you watch much English Premier League, if you watch like the pregame shows and stuff, is that it's very NBA ish in that it's drama based. Lots of drama about the players and who might basically get into the transfer portal. Is this the year that Harry Kane leaves Tottenham to go to Bayern Munich? Uh, you know, it's that kind of stuff. It's, is is he leaving for, uh, for, for, for uh, Real Madrid or or whatever Or is, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of that player soap opera stuff that drives the sport. And because it's the sport and you can see the players, it's, so it's such a that's what drives it in, so in many much ways.
3: crap here is this pr shield stuff and quotes that are just canned and scared to say anything or admit failure and we just hey we got to move forward and whatever i give them some pr credit yet though to this because they have it, it well the player is really paying for it probably not but it comes from the players they admit the fault in this to some extent and then give a quote that from a PR standpoint, probably did resonate with some of their fans. As a squad, we understand your frustration, your anger. It wasn't good enough. We know words aren't enough in situations like this, but we believe, but, but believe us, a defeat like this hurts. We appreciate your support home and away. With this in mind, we'd like to reimburse fans with the cost of their match tickets from St. James Park. We know this does not change what happened on Sunday, and we will give everything to put things right against Man U on Thursday evening, when, again, your support will mean everything to us together, and only together we can move forward. Okay. Oh, it's good. That's really well done. Well done. You do not see that in American sports. No. Admitting that level of fault. Like, we have this stupid cloud over us like, no. It's like the stupid coach thing. We got our first choice when we know you got turned down eight times. There's no harm in going for the moon and getting told no. Yeah. I'd much rather that than what you're saying be true. And I go, hold on a minute. That's the first guy you ask? Right. I've got a bigger problem now. You didn't try to get so-and-so? Yeah, hold, hold on a minute. Dude. You didn't even talk to him? Yeah, I'm much better at that. than the guy goes, hey, I busted my ass, and they said no. Oh, okay. I yeah. mean, I can't make him take the job. Yeah. We like where we are, though. We ran a national search, and our third base coach was the best candidate. No, hold on. No, come on. Stop. You got turned down a bunch. Yeah. Maybe it works out. But I'm with you.
2: But I- Transparency. It's so stupid transparency i would love to hear the coach when they're and i'll give lane credit lane kind of does this and i think it's what we go yeah you know what okay when people say why didn't you have a better team we didn't have enough money <laughs> now that doesn't you know that doesn't explain away the no, no 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 some There's- of the losses or whatever happens but Ultimately if the answer is we didn't have enough money, they're digging stuff up. I feel like there. we're doing instant analysis back on the field
3: again with the lawnmower right next to us as we close up here.
2: <sighs> yeah. I got the text warned that they were coming. Oh,
3: did you? It's a good time to stop. We will uh we can't really hear ourselves think at this point with some construction going on outside. Podcast again with you in the morning. I assume Jeffrey will join us join us. So we'll uh we'll talk to him. Big night in the NBA. Anything else going on from an Ole Miss standpoint as the day moves on and into Thursday. So hope all of you have a wonderful day. Take care. We'll talk to you again soon.
1: Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance.